<laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it this time. <laughs> Dead air. Oh, man. And we're back for, I don't know what episode. It's but episode six. Episode six of season two. Of Bored to, to death. death. I'm Bill. And I'm Haley. And tonight we're going to talk about a game and murder, per usual. Well, no. It's actually not a murder, if you can believe it. It's... It's a wrongful conviction. Oh my God! Of That's a murder. Right. No, because no, well, no. It's it, a death did take place. Yeah, there we go. But whether it was murder or not is the question. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Potato tomato. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to talk about War Cry, which is a tabletop skirmish game, miniatures skirmish game. <sighs> And it is one of your favorites. I'm your so fansies. excited. Can we yeah. go? I think I should go get her before when we start talking about it. Just yeah. so just so she and I can just have a moment. Have a moment. Oh boy. Oh, All that right. actually reminds me. Wait. Okay. I'm gonna go get her, uh-huh. and I'm gonna get that paragraph. Oh, that yeah. I that I want to read. Okay. okay. So this is from. The harrower. The harrower. Yeah, and let give it give it, a quick background yeah, on yeah, what I'm about right. to so read. This is a this is set in the age of Sigmar, which is like <sighs> Games Workshop had Warhammer Fantasy, which was like a very Tolkien esque like world um, that was went for like 30 years, and then in 2014 or something like that, they blew it up, and everything went into like the mortal realms and all the gods that were in the old world. Or then got transposed into this new world where there's like eight different realms and all that stuff. And they had a lot more like creative freedom to build their own kind of new world and crap like that. <clears throat> so the game Warcry is set and called the Eight Points. Or the rather like the barren, desolate, like crazy, um, swirling magical areas in between like these main highways of like this guy who's like ruler of the end times and all that crap. There's ruins from civilizations like millennia past and all that stuff. And there's a bunch of tribes or factions that send like these war bands into these desolate plains and deserts and miasmic hell holes and hellscapes to like recover artifacts and claim territory and all that crap, right? So Haley is about to read an excerpt from a short story called The Harrower. Um, I think by Guy Haley. He's one of the Black Libraries, so like not authors. Um, would you like to read? Would you regale them yeah. with, with. And this will tell you all about Haley's faction for the game that she chose. Yeah. So before I actually read it, I want to uh, briefly talk a little bit about when you asked me to play this game. Yeah. When you came to me and you were like, hey, there's this new game I want to play. And I was like, okay. And, you know, of course I was like, I'll play because I'm married to you and I am contractually obligated to Mm -hmm. entertain your whims. Um, But you came to me and you were like, hey, like, will you play this game with me? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, so choose one of these war bands. Yeah, like there's eight of them. There's eight of them. Choose from them. And you showed me pictures of each of them. And I saw my... I I saw the my my warband and I was like, I I like them and you were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there's something there's something I really like about them and they're called the unmade, right? Yes, the unmade. Very and good. and you were disturbed. Yeah, I was like, can you please choose like another warband? Like, I really don't want to. And I was like, and I was like, okay, well, let me look again. And I looked back at it and I was like, no, I like them. <laughs> yeah. And you were very disturbed, but to further illustrate it, let me read this excerpt that you sent to me about the leader of this war band. Okay. It starts, she did not sleep. There were no eyelids to cover her eyes. She still possessed the lids. The flesh of her face was stretched over the eight pointed medallion fixed to the front of her armor, but they drooped over empty holes. Her eyes were wide orbs of agony, gazing out through the slit of her hood at the world of pain. All existence was pain, but the landscape she stared at was the apotheosis. Apotheosis. Thank you. Apotheosis of suffering, or at least it had been. She led her warband through the desolate marches of the bloodwind spoil. There was 
no path to guide her, no real landmarks to point her way. The land here had been murdered, and the moments of its greatest suffering were preserved in frozen, stilled convulsions. For leagues in every direction, barren rocks split and rose in twisted twisted formations. Monolithic slabs hung over each, each other and stretched upward like entreating hands to a merciless sky of roiling crimson clouds. Spare clumps of long weeds. I feel like I should have like background music playing. Spare clumps of long weeds had turned to brittle gray straw. The wind blew dust and heat across the landscape, desiccating flesh, parching throats, and scouring hope. How do you say that name? Graveskane. Graveskane could not be certain that she, I guess that's her name, right? Could no. not be certain. Yeah that she was not leading her band in circles. She had faith that she was not. She had faith that she was still leading them towards their goal, towards the Tower of Revels. Uh, Should I skip through some of this? Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, I think think that sets the picture pretty well. I want... There was more... um, Oh, here it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, How do you say it again? Graveskane. Graveskane looked back at the war band of the unmade marching behind her. Her strides were twice the length of any of the others. She was a blissful one, and her legs below the knees had been replaced by long, spiked blades. They turned her into a giant. She pierced the ground as she walked. Every impact sent a jolt of sharp, stabbing pain up her mutilated limbs. It was the touch of the gods, endlessly uh, repeated. Her arms, too, were receivers and bestowers of pain. Jesus. Instead of hands, she had huge sickles, the curves of the hooks studded with more spikes. Where her wrists had been, long ribbons hung, inscribed with runes of praise to the ruinous powers. There was, there was agony in her stumps, the flesh siver, slivered and hot where bone met iron, and in the phantom memory of what had been. Above her head, fastened with bolts to her temples, was an eight-pointed halo. (laughs) Bless you. Sorry. (laughs) Suspended at its center was a skull, its mouth wide open in in a frozen scream. The skull had belonged to a special enemy. It was the battle of this foe that had enabled... I can't do it again. Graveskin. Graveskin. I want to say graveskin. I'm sorry. To rise to the exalted state of blissful one. That's good. I want to keep reading it. It's so good. <laughs> That's good. I think that paints a perfect picture of who this bitch is. It It's like, if I were to, it's like she was tortured endlessly to create, to like, to like become this, um, the blissful one, which is like her entire existence is pain. Like the bitch doesn't have eye, eye, eyelids. Yeah. Well, like her, the whole point of her is that like, they worship through pain, like yeah. whether it's inflicting or receiving pain, like that's how they see. I just now realized that this is the skull of an enemy and that her, you just don't see her face. Yeah. She, it's a great model. Oh my God. And can I just, can I, do, do you want to wait for me to talk about her? Cause she means a lot to me. Yeah, let's just wait. Okay. All right. Tell us a little bit about Warcry. All right. So Warcry is a skirmish, uh, tabletop skirmish miniatures game set in this aforementioned hellscape. And players have a warband of anywhere between like eight to 11 models per side. And it's, they fight over ruins. They fight over like small battlescapes on a 30 inch by 22 inch um, kind of sized battlefield. So already off the top of the bat, like it's a smaller skirmish game than most most games. Um, when it first came out, people were like, "Oh, it's going to replace Mordheim." Like, you know, like this is their new version of Mordheim, and it's like, no, not really. It's just a it's a it's a new game unto itself. It's just a skirmish game. That's all. Um, my faction was the Iron Golems, uh, which are like these big warsmith guys, and yours was the Unmade, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. The game is played in basically in a series of three rounds, and that's it. They are short and sweet games, and that's one of the many things I like about this game. Um, to set up, you actually draw cards from four decks of four decks of different cards. 
The first one is the battlefield. So you draw a card and then you take the terrain that comes with the starter set and you set up the battlefield in the way that that card tells you to. So it comes with a lot of like little ruins and stuff like that, little barricades, crap like that, little planks. So like ruins that have multiple stories will have little planks um, that you can kind of traverse across. And then you draw the objective of the game, a card from that, from that deck, and it tells you what the objective is, whether it's to claim certain objectives, whether it's to kill a certain number of opponents or to kill the, the opposing warband's leader. Then you draw a third card, which is the deployment card. And, excuse me, and that's where the game gets a little interesting because you take your warband you separate it into three groups, hammer, shield, and dagger, or something like that. And then it will tell you which portion of your warband, hammer, based off of what you've separated it into those three categories, comes into the game at which turn and at what point edge of the battlefield. So in some games, like you can deploy with all of your warband and at the get-go and you just go. Others, it's like, hey, one portion of my warband is coming on the left flank. On the second turn, on the third turn, it's coming on the opposite side of the battlefield, um, which can make things pretty interesting. And then the last card is the twist. So it'll have a twist. Like one time we played where it was like the blood winds or there's blood rain. So like it was literally raining blood on the battlefield. And so all of our models moved one less inch than they normally would. Um, and each one of those decks has 30 cards. So you could... This game is basically like 30 different games. Yeah, exactly. All in one. Like you, if, when you run the math, you have almost a million different combinations. Like yeah. You, you'll never play the same game twice. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty interesting. Very interesting. Um, when the first when the set first came out, it wasn't very well received um, because people couldn't quite get their, wrap their heads around it. I was like, it's that simple? Like, what the hell? Um, game the game is run in series of activations back and forth alternating activations just like a song of ice fire where like I activate a model and then you activate a model I activate a model mm -hmm. back and forth right and before the game even starts and at the beginning of each round each player rolls their six dice and then for every number of doubles or like duplicates triplicates and quadruplicates and all that stuff so if I roll six dice and I, I get a two, two I get a one two, two, four, 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 and a five. I have a double and a two. So I have two dice that have the same number. I have a triple and three fours. So you hang on to those. And then I have two, I have one single at the end or something like that. You like use them to cash in certain abilities. Yeah, and every warband has their own set of abilities that you can use your doubles and triples and quadruples and all that stuff. At any at any given time, uh, depending on when you know that trigger, that triggering event is for those abilities, and then you can also get wild dice, which you can use to make a double and a triple, triple and quadruple, and obviously a quadruple is a really powerful ability. A double, not so much, that kind of stuff. Um, and then who has the most singles, you know, dice that aren't like any other, they get the first turn. They get to decide who goes first. Um, so that's already like kind of an interesting thing where you can use your wild dice to, you know, either choose to go first if you really, really need to go first and get your, give yourself another single uh, to outnumber your opponent's singles, or you can turn a double into a triple, triple into a quadruple, etc. So that's kind of something interesting to keep in the back of your mind, tactically speaking. Like, and models have two activations per, or two... I guess actions, actions. per activa activation. They yeah. can move and move, so they can move twice, or they can move and then attack, or they can, if they're already in combat, they can attack twice in yeah. a round. And movement in this game is like super easy. Like it's ridiculous. Like anything that if they move, and if I move my model into base contact with like a wall or something like that, and that's my one activate or my one action, and then if I have enough movement to get to the top of that wall, they just climb on up. And that's right. friggin' it. Like, super easy, super simple, nothing crazy. It's not like Mordheim where you have to take tests to climb stuff. You don't get knocked down or stunned. And, like, yeah, that kind of lessens the game a little bit in terms of its intricacies. But it makes it so much more easy and simple to play and get more games in, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, you know. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And the game's run in three rounds. And at the end of the three rounds, whoever has objective or has met their objective then wins yeah um bill what are you drinking tonight mm. i forgot to ask so rude uh, of me just our car ipa 
from St. Arnold's Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Same old. We're a fan. And I'm also drinking a St. Arnold's beer. I'm drinking the Summer Pills. Summer Pills. Award-winning, apparently. Yeah. It's crisp and refreshing. Crisp. Crisp. <laughs> um, yeah, it's delicious. Um, so I have to tell you, I love this game. This is my closest to 10 out of 10. Man, that's saying something, too. And it's because of well, before my warband. Well, before love. we get into them, let me tell them about the other warbands real quick. Oh, okay. All right, so That's you have, fair. Like, yeah, so you have, like, the savage people. I, like, don't want to talk about yeah. anything <laughs> other than... You have, like, the savage people who have, like, stone fucking axes and shit like that, and they love animals. You have the crow people, which were your close second. Yeah, that, that was, like, my, like, well, Corvus I guess Cabal I could... Or something like I guess that. I could pick these people, and then I was like, no, I'm going to go with my heart. Yeah, yeah the splintered the fang. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> yeah. You have the Splintered Fang, which they're like gladiator-esque people who like love poison. Um, you have the Vans, Archon, Vans, Spire, whatever. They're just like chaos dudes. They're boring. Um, you have like these Zinch, like confusing dancer people, which are kind of weird. Excuse me. I know I'm missing like two of them. You're burping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you got my Iron Golems, which are like uh -huh. the Warsmiths, and their, their motto is... We make we make war because they make weapons and shit oh. like that. And then yours, um, the unmade. Their saying is, "Agony is our gift." Ah, oh, just amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I've, man, fuck, I forget the other one, other two war bands. Eh, it doesn't matter. You could, go, you could Google them yeah, real just, quick. Just, go just Google them. Give them a Google. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh that's the game in a nutshell. It's really easy to set up too, like. Accessibility wise, like the new sets, I think they're on their third edition of the set and it has more crazy, kind of stupid terrain. I bought an old set off eBay for like pennies on the dollar, thankfully. Some poor guy selling his shit to, I don't know, buy a used car in these times. But it came with everything but the war bands, which I liked because then you and I could actually choose our own war bands. Mm -hmm. So it just came the rule book, the terrain, the board, the dice, the rulers, yeah. all that crap the cards that we needed. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. So what are, tell me about, tell me mm, about Okay. Tell me about so your lady. basically, lady. my lady. Um, so basically I've had a very morbid obsession with morbidity, I suppose. Yeah. Um, ah. I've said this to my students many times. Good art makes you feel things. Whether they're good or bad, right? Yeah. And the I think, like, the first time I ever, um, like, experienced what I'm about to try to talk about was when I saw the Mouth of Sauron in Lord of the Rings, okay? okay. And, like, that creepy smile, right? That bloody, almost, like, oily, creepy smile. Mm -hmm. It, like, makes you feel things, like, whether you want to or not. Right? Like it force it like it's just this intense, like yucky feeling, but like it with like such a small gesture, it makes you feel a certain way, right? And I there's something about it that like I admire so much in that like creepiness. And so like the, the next time it happened was when I saw um, Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah. And that guitar player on top of the, <laughs> like, their war band. Yeah. Right? Like, it, just this, like, blind, like, tortured dude just, like, playing metal guitar. It was just, like, Jesus. Like, what? It, like, I, don't, I can't describe why I like that horribleness, but there's just something about it that I'm just, like, Oh my God, it's so dark and it's so gory <laughs> and it's so insane to try to wrap your head around that I can't keep away from it. I yeah. love shit like that. I fucking love it. It would take a society like hundreds of years to evolve to a point where like that would be a pinnacle of, you know what I mean? Like you don't have your eyes anymore. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a desired coveted position. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, it, it's just like to attempt to like wrap our puny little human selves around like creepy shit like that is it's it's i don't know 
I just love gore and I love uh, horror. And I, um, she, this model, the unmade, is just like the concept of like pain being this gift that like, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like this woman literally has her arms ripped off replaced with like weapons hooked hooked yeah. sides spiky, and like doesn't ha- like literally had her face ripped off and like they they like she has no legs she has no legs she has no arms she doesn't have a face nope and it's like considered a gift right it's just like to to be so uncomfortable with the thought of like like just that concept right of like torture being like some kind of gift i think that's it's just interesting, and it's like, for lack of a better term, fun to entertain the thought of something so horrible. I don't know, but yeah. it's there's so much like I can it, see she that. makes me feel things. I look at her and I'm like, oh my god, it's like it's badass. She would be terrifying to see in real life. She is terrifying. Oh my god! Like even when we play the game, like she moves so fast. <sighs> across the board and anytime like she moves across the board i like imagine in my head like what somebody would see to see her like moving across the board she just like yeah just on these like giant metal stilts basically like ribbed uh, i don't know like flexed stilts just like yeah uh, like like those like sprinters the, yeah like yeah, the like paraplegic the paraplegic sprinters yeah paraplegic sprinters that's what tink, it looks tink, like tink, tink, tink. yeah like that's I would just you would shit your pants if yeah. you ever saw that and these stilts by the way have spikes on them like most of the other shit on her yeah like yeah, it, just it, tink, 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 tink. and because and because they are basically like made out of pain like it's like they're unstoppable do you know what I mean like. Yeah. Like what, they win either way. They win either way, right? Because whether they inflict pain or they receive pain. Do you remember or... that episode of Rick and Morty <laughs> with the with that race that like loves pain, and and every time Jerry like told a terrible oh, dad yeah. joke yeah. or something, they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's no, he doing stand up. That's right. Yeah. It was so bad. He's like, oh yeah. That was, that's basically yeah. me. Yeah, that's, well, that's basically these bitches too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, there's just something about some like characters like this that make everyone uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That I just love because yeah. they force. It's good art, in my opinion, because it like forces you to feel something. Yeah. It makes you. It forces you to be uncomfortable, even like there's no one who's going to look at it and grapple with the concept of having your limbs torn off and it being a gift that won't, it won't make them uncomfortable. Right. There's mm-hmm. there. If, if this doesn't make you uncomfortable, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like it's good art because it forces you to feel something. Oh yeah. Either way. Anyway, that is my <laughs> very your... morbid spiel about why I love horror. Yeah, and so like to put things into conce- context in this game, in terms of this game, so like, you know, each each like model for the most part or type of model has their own card that has their own statistics on it, and so like my slow ass iron golems are like these kind of heavily, quasi heavily armored guys. They move four inches per activation or per action. So most guys can move four inches and then four inches if they want to like kind of run across the battlefield. Haley's leader of her warband on stilts moves eight inches each time, so that she literally I can moves move twice. Six, as... I can move sixteen inches if I wanted to. Yes, and and to, to put things into scale here, like the battlefield is only thirty inches by twenty-two inches, so she she's... can move almost two thirds of the way through across the battlefield in one movement. She's terrifying. Yeah, and she's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of attacks. I mean, can you just imagine being attacked by something that like doesn't have a face? Yeah. Fuck and no. and like is like bleeding profusely at all times. Like she definitely has sepsis, like for sure. But like yeah. she doesn't care. No, why would she? You know, like it's... her bones are fused to iron. Like Ugh. this this woman is unstoppable oh. and terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Like she would, 
just give you all the that, nightmares. Yeah, they are like the most gruesome of. You all were disturbed that I, I was, chose and them. I was, like, I was like, can you choose? You're like, are one? you gonna murder me one day? Ugh. And all I right. thought I might. All right, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what we like, what we don't like. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Uh, you you go. Okay. I got a lot, real quick. Oh, you got to make it. You got a lot rapid of fire. Rapid fire, okay. real quick. All right. Things I don't like about this game. Um, the new sets are like they have just like really goofy, like weird terrain that comes with the with the kits, and they're more expensive now. So they've scaled things up. Mm. They've added war bands to like the Age of Sigmar quote unquote armies that are just like dumb, in my opinion. Um. Oh fuck! I think that actually may be it. And that's it. I've I don't heard, think like, I've seen the terrain. Right? You've never shown me the, the the terrain that came with it. Right? Yeah, I did. All the terrain that we've been fighting over on a war, war cry game. You all made that. You made uh-uh. that. Uh-uh. What? No, the board I made. I made a custom oh, board, but the terrain, like those ruins. The ruins. Yeah, those oh. are. Oh, okay. Um, man, things I don't like about it. I mean, shit. I mean, it, it can be kind of a shallower experience because it's like. There's so many different ways to play. You don't get as deep. No, it's just like more of like telling a story with your war band. It's just like the card tells you the story for you. Mm. So like your war band's leaders are nemesis, you know, are, are have been nemesis for millennia. Nemesis, nemesis. So like it tells the story <laughs> for your war band where like if you want to invest in your war band and like tell a personal story with them, like this is my leader, Korgoth, mm. and he's the throat leader of whatever three talons and has killed kookapoof you know like you you know you can't do that okay i need to write that down kookapoof kookapoof because it doesn't it tells the story for you on on your Mm. behalf rather than you give playing your own narrative to your war band yeah so that definitely robs it of a lot of like authenticity see but that's i like that i think that's good i think it's easier it's for me it's easier to to buy into the story if it's given to me as opposed to where if i were to like and maybe that's just like a like a personality like a personal no, I preference. Think like, I think like most people, I think most people off the street like appreciate that, mm-hmm. right? Like you are a boom, you've got the narrative set up for you for mm-hmm. the objectives and all that stuff, right? Um, like the price point, I guess I could say, is like has also gone up considerably since this game first came out like three years ago and it's only been three years. Um, and shit, I think that's the only, those, yeah. are, the, those are the bads. Um I mean, some of the models are fiddly to fucking make, of course. Like that, oh my god, she's yeah. so fucking fiddly. I was I about to say, it. I almost threw her against the wall. I was about to say, um, I had to glue a lot I, of different things onto that model to make yeah, it stabilize. I, I think I agree with you. And just like they, the while I love her, I feel like I'm gonna break her every time I pick her up. Yeah. Well, she's an exception to the rule. I mean, I also placed weights at the bottom of all the models too. Oh, geez, you had to put weights on them. Yeah. Oh, so that way she wouldn't fall over. Oh, sorry. I thought I heard our baby crying. It's just a dog barking. Um, Things I do like about the game, it goes fucking quick. It's fast. Holy shit. Like, talking, like, even for us, where sometimes we're like, oh, what does this do again? 30 minutes per game. Like, quick, quick, quick. Um, The fact that you can have so many different types of games, like, and you'll never play the same game, like, ever. I really love that fact just by the deck mechanic, which I thought was very unique. I don't think any other really like type of game has done that before. Um, they did a lot of new things that I really appreciate um, from a game design standpoint for this game itself. Um, excuse me. Just so much burps. I know so much gas. I'm so gassy. <laughs> um, the the dice mechanic I actually thought was really really cool the doubles triples quadruples like with your each faction having its own ability I thought that was perfect <laughs> God what's going on with my tum tum today you like, got you got tum tum stuff yeah like I thought that was so cool like with the dice mechanic and having wild dice so you can kind of take control a little bit of that randomness factor. Um, I thought that was very unique and especially like some of the abilities that you get like a triple, um, if you can expend a triple, like once one of your, like your war band leader, if he or she like takes an enemy fighter out of action that turn, then she can just, uh, he or she can just, you can expend that triplet or that triple roll and bind you like you re-roll at the end of every round anyway. So it's like, if you don't use it, you lose it. 
to expend that triple, and then they um, then get to make another free move and attack action. So like, boom, they knock someone out out of action and kill them, and then they move into combat with another one, then attack them again. Like, it's just fucking wicked. Um, I think the alternating activations is really, really good. Um, the movement, the streamlined movement system is so just like nice because it's like, okay, I just move over here, move up vertically, boom, done. Like don't mm-hmm. have to think about it. And the fact that each unit or unit type has its own card, while yes, it's, it can get kind of cumbersome with the cards laying out, it really is like nice to have like this cards like with pictures of the model on it. Like, yeah. oh, like here we go. Like Especially for goobers like me. Yeah, you know, like it's nice to have. Um, models aren't taken out of action right away. Like if you hit a model, like it's not the end of the world. Like they actually have wounds. So you have like little wound counters that you point on them. And then once they reach their wound limit, then they're, then, then they're taken out of action. Um, the, just the simple, like you hit every time. That's what I like. Oh yeah. You know, there's no like to hit roll and then to wound roll and then armor save. Like they remove two thirds of that shit. And now it's just like, Hey, you're going to hit every time or in your mind thematically, you can make up, make it up. Like you're going to hit or miss every time. And if you hit, you're going to cause damage either way. Right. So on a dice roll, you have, if you hit your, your hits are split into two categories. It'll be like one number and then a slash and then a second number on, uh, on a hit roll, you compare your strength to the toughness of the enemy. And then if your toughness is equal to, or your strength is equal to the toughness, it's a three, four, or a four, five, or six. If it's greater than the toughness, it's a three, four, five, or six on a six-sided die roll. And if it's less than, then it's a five or six. So that is super streamlined. And if you roll a six, it's what's called a critical hit. And it, that second number on that on your attack profile will be the amount of wounds that you inflict. So my warband leader, like he has a profile of a two slash five. So he inflicts two wounds per every hit normally, but if he rolls a six, he deals five wounds instead. And so I thought that was a pretty cool, like kind of splitting it up into two categories of how much damage they can inflict. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, the models are fucking wicked. Like, I, I yeah. love my iron golems. Like, I think they're really, really cool. You models. did a real, and you did a really good job of painting them. Uh, really, a really good job of painting them. Uh, like, I took my time with them. Yeah, I can tell. So it's like, well, if I'm only painting four or five models per side, like, I'm gonna take my time. It's yeah, couple, and, I mean, you hours. did like you had like a blood splatter on my lady, and it's like you know it's blood because it's like Straight. it looks. It looks sticky, you know. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. and like the the uh, rust on your iron golems. Like, oh hell yeah! Is is it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really really happy. Yeah, with you did them. a beautiful job on them. Um, I have to tell you, I I'm um, I'm definitely not well versed enough to grab another beer to talk about what I don't like, um, just simply because there's not a like. Any of the complaints I've ever had about uh, uh, <laughs> uh, any of the complaints I've ever had about tabletop games is generically what I would complain about for this game. So like, there's no point in like, you know, there it is. Um, yeah. re- there's no point in rehashing that. Um, it takes up space. I don't like setup. You know. You know, but space, the set, space, 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 but space. But the setup doesn't take as long. No, it doesn't. No, what I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm not going to spend a lot of time like telling you what yeah. I don't like about the game because there's, there's definitely more things that I like about the game than I don't. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I really enjoy that. You know, you can play this game in multiple ways. I enjoy that this game doesn't take a long time to complete. <sighs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, I love my fucking warband. Like. <laughs> I wish I had her, not in a life size way, but like large enough to, to hug. Like action figure <laughs> size. Ooh, an action figure size. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so uh, yeah, like I I really do enjoy this game. I think it's, um, you know, especially it's like a really good intermediate mm-hmm. player. I mean, you got to play with like somebody who knows what they're doing, but like, um. This is as close to 10 out of 10 for me as it's going to get. I That's think. crazy. 
Yeah. That is pretty that is pretty fucking crazy to me. Yeah. And I mean and truly and I know that Do I, you like this game more than Lord of the Rings strategy battle game? Cuz that's your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, I like this game more than that. Wow. Yeah, I do because um it's easier to play and it's it's darker. Uh it's a little more more morbid. Um Yeah. Which, you know, I like. Grim. I like that. Um So yeah. Well, that brings me to two points real quick. Um, one, the campaign system for this game fucking sucks ass. Mm. Like, you stringing together games and the system that they provide in the rulebook is just awful because, like, you take control of territories in the campaign system, which gives you, like, extra followers to your warband. Mm-hmm. So, like, and you can use this, like, money exchange to purchase extra warband members to bring to your game. Mm-hmm. Well... That's all great, but, like, eventually you can get to a point where, like, you outnumber your enemy, and then this this game is all about volume of attacks and, like, dice rolls. So it's like, well, if you have two more extra people than your enemy, like, you're probably going to win. If you have three, you're definitely going to win. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can send people to go and, like, capture objectives, tie up your enemy, oh. that kind of stuff. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, and I forget what the other point was, but... So it's not as balanced. Yeah, it's not as balanced. If you start with like look at me, th- I'm using terminology. Ooh. But if you use like your thousand points to start with, like yeah, it's it's fairly balanced. Well, um, cool. Yeah, but all right, we flapped our jibbers enough about this fucking game. I, I mean, love this game. It's great. I wish I could read more of those excerpts. Like it's just like <laughs> I just read it and it's just like oh my god. I mean, it's not my, it's not my favorite. Um, skirmish game. I mean, you know what my favorite one is. I don't. It's fucking Mordheim. Oh. You know, they're all Mordheim to me, you know? I know. It's I know. all Mordheim. You're like, can we play... It's so funny, because the other day, you're like... The other day I think like, I said that. Yeah, the other can episode. Play Mord- yeah, we were like, well, we'll, ta- we'll talk about Mordheim next, right? And, and you were like, like, sure. Wait, what? Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, the hell, game. Hell yeah. Wait, what? Hell yeah. Anytime, anytime you get out that, like, game tile... That we play on. I made a custom. A table, like I made a, a custom tab- war cry board. You did talk about that for just two minutes. How did oh, you do? Man. Talk about how you made a custom. It's not for just for war cry. No, I'll probably play like games of. Talk about what you did. It, but all right, so I took a so the the game the box set gives you two like, like a reversible double sided like flip mat to play on that like folds out. Some but, shitty flimsy. Yeah, it, it's not flimsy. It's pretty solid, but I mean it's made off cardboard. Um, I was like, you know what, fuck that. Like, if I've got to get her on board with this, like, I got to I gotta go all out. So I bought an Ikea. He went like, to Ikea. Picture frame. And for $10, they had these fucking picture frames. And so I took, the, I took that, popped everything out, cut out some MDF board, and put it in and replaced the frame, or put, placed it inside of the frame to give, like, a solid base to it. Mm-hmm. And it measured 30 inches by 28 inches which was six inches more than, like, the actual size for the game, that called for the game. So it was a perfect size. I made a little partition, so we had the extra six inches to place, like, our cards and shit off to the side. You, like, made a place to, like, roll the dice yeah. and put players when they die. And yeah. Like, yeah. And then I, I made, like, a flagstone out of foam, like, kind of quasi-curved road, and then just used my own like sculpt the mold kind of crap to make like I mean it looks like a, it looks like something you would buy from like a like from an, a nerd store. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. And by nerd store I just mean like a game workshop. Yeah. It was like the most likes I ever got on Instagram. It's about that more Shut crap. up. Yeah. How it's many? Like, it's like 420 or something like that. You got 420 likes yeah. on something? Oh my god. Yeah. Look so at you. Good. I had little little skulls in there. Yeah, you did. Those skills. Really, skills. All right, we've been, cool. we've been flapping yeah, our jibbers for 40 minutes. All right. Well, now we're going to be talking about Melissa Lucio. Lucille. No. No. Lucio. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we- okay. So <clears throat> in 2007, okay. uh, Melissa Lucio's family called 911 after they said that Mariah which is one of her 14 children. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Lucio is a Hispanic woman. 
okay. born into poverty mm-hmm. in, um, I want to say in like um, East Texas. Oh, gosh. Um, in Texas. In Texas, yeah. I, or maybe it was in like Lubbock. I think it was Lubbock. I'll, I'll look that up in a second. But um, she had 14 children, and Mariah was, I think, second to last or the last. I I forget. Um, But she was two years old. Mariah was her two-year-old infant, basically. I mean, to me, still a baby. So her family called 911 um, after they said Mariah was found unresponsive at their uh, apartment complex. Court records show the toddler wasn't breathing and her body was covered with bruises and what police believed to be a bite mark. And an x-ray revealed that her arm had recently been broken. Uh, the medical examiner concluded that Mariah ha- was severely beaten and ruled her death a homicide caused by blunt force head trauma. At least one other pathologist who has examined the evidence since disagrees with the findings. Okay. Um, Police focused on Lucio, Melissa, like immediately as the primary suspect, since they believe she was most often alone with the child. Um, They actually, she was pregnant. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Mariah was her youngest at the time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she was at the moment pregnant with twins. Oh my God. Yeah. And she, and Melissa was brought into questioning and was questioned for hours and hours and hours on end. Like there's recorded video of, Melissa Lucio being interrogated without food, without water into like, uh, until like three o'clock in the morning, literally mm-hmm. pregnant with twins. Yeah. Right. Like, lovely. yeah, just lovely. Um, she and her other children told police that the toddler had fallen down the stairs at their apartment a couple of days earlier. Uh, at first, Mariah seemed fine, right? Like the little girl had fallen down the stairs and ki- I mean, I-, I literally have known kids to fall down the stairs. Yeah, bounce right off that thing. Yeah. I mean, they're toddlers, right? It's like the, you think they're made of rubber, but um, no, of course not. Um, so the toddler had fallen down the stairs at their apartment uh, a few days earlier and at first she seemed fine, Lucio said, but over time she became lethargic and would not eat. Okay. Uh, for hours during a late night interrogation on the day her child died, right? So like, like that day they bring her in and they like acu- basically accuse her of murder that day. Mm. Uh, Lucio repeatedly insisted that she did not hurt Mariah or any of her 12 children, right? Because she was currently pregnant with two more. Yeah. So she eventually will have twins. Uh, but after about three hours of police accusations, Pol- Lucio admitted when prompted by police, which I watched the interrogation of Melissa Lucio. Huh. It is so leading. The police speaking to her are so like, like they get a doll out and they hand her the doll and they're like, show us how you'd spank her. And she's like, okay. And they, she'd like spank the baby. And then they'd be like, no, but you need to like really show us like, and it's like, that is so leading. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Um, but after th- th- these many hours, uh, when prompted by police, she admitted to spanking and biting Mariah, which like, it, you know, when you've been up for however many hours and police are interrogating you and like, like there's so much evidence to show like false confessions from people like left, right and center from cops, like cops, like cops don't, cops are not your friend. Right. We've talked about this before. If I hope I get brought in for questioning one day, right. I hope so that I can be like, I want a lawyer. I know my rights. You could probably make up a rap song. Well, like, well, I I I remember. Okay. So I'm a big, and I have my gripes about Mike Boudet who is the host of Sword and Scale. I have my gripes about him. Oh, boy. But... Podcast to podcast. Yeah, but his podcast has, like, millions of followers, and ours has, like, literally none. So, but I have many gripes about him. Like, he's... he Whatever. But one thing Mm -hmm. I appreciate about Mike Bidet is that he always says, never talk to cops. Just never talk to cops. Because they're not on your side. 
They're not on your side. Yeah. Like you shouldn't say. They're on their side. You should never say shit to cops. Yeah. And it's so funny because I remember when he said that on his podcast, he got so much like shit for it for from like real cops being like, you should talk to cops. Like, like of course, police officers are the ones saying it. Like yeah. cops aren't always out to get you. And it's like bullshit. Yes, they are. Like if you're talking about the American criminal justice system, you know, you need to know your rights and you have to like stand up for them. But anyway, Melissa Lucio is this woman abused her entire childhood, mm-hmm. brought up in poverty, live currently lives in poverty with at the moment 12 children. <sighs> My god. I'm like struggling with two. And I assume she clearly didn't know her rights. And these yeah. cops are like basically harassing. Eh. Anyway, um so uh, she said she guessed she spanked Mariah out of frustration, a word police repeatedly suggested to her, though she continued to d- deny any involvement in a head injury. Like, she kept saying over and over, like, okay, like, yeah, I've spanked my kids before. I mean, lots of people spank their kids, you know. Um, but she never said, like, I push her down the stairs or I hurt her in any way like that. Uh, and this is a quote that she said, what do you want me to say? I'm responsible for it. That's what she said. I'm responsible for it. Lucio said when a Texas Ranger pushed her on the apartment, uh, on the apparent bite mark on Mariah's back. And, you know, it's funny because I, as a mother, I can understand why a mother would say, like, I'm responsible for anything that happens to my children. Yeah. And I think that's what she meant. Yeah. What do you want me to say? I'm responsible for it. Like, I fucked up. You know? Like... Right. Like, whatever happened to her, like, I'm you, responsible. Yeah. For. Like, I, I even thought about it tonight. Like, I was like... I, I... Or this afternoon, our baby was taking a nap on the bed. And I one of the intrusive thoughts I had was, like, if she rolls off the bed right now and she, like, cracks her head open, like, I'm responsible for that. And, like, I had this whole litany of, like... Or, like scenario run through my head because this is what mom brain does but like i had this big scenario of like the cops being like it's your fault and i'd be like yeah it is <laughs> because i'm responsible for my children right like yeah. i guarantee that's what she was thinking so um the admissions to child abuse uh which lucio has since recanted uh were the main evidence presented at trial there was no physical evidence to convince can, like convict like directly tie her to a murder um but the jurors still found her guilty of capital murder of her daughter what is capital murder meaning she had intent oh my. to murder right like premeditation like meant to kill her hmm. like was guilty of capital murder and worthy of a death sentence so she was given the death penalty hmm. back in 2007 Lucio's advocates have since condemned the trial judge for not letting letting the jury hear critical testimony from mental health professionals that would have explained why Lucio, a longtime victim of sexual abuse and domestic violence, would falsely confess. Hmm. Basically, the reason I'm even telling you about this is because, like, it was the evidence really pointed to that it was a terrible accident that she really did just fall down the stairs. And in fact, there was a second medical examiner who looked back at the records and said the bruises that were all over her body, uh, basically because she fell down and then died a day or two later could have been because of like her brain and her organs failing. Hmm. Yeah. And like they, you know, she just had these, bru- like, the bruises could have been because of the fall. Mm. And um, so anyway, the reason I wanted to talk about this case was because I think it's important in regards to how the criminal justice system in this country seems to punish people for simply being poor. Mm. And also some good news um, Melissa Lucio was actually had her um, execution halted because she did actually get 
a date. She was given like a death sentence date and then it was halted like a few days before. Yeah, because uh, um, acknowledging substantive questions about Lucio's guilt and the fairness of her conviction, the appeals court blocked her Wednesday execution, which April 25th, what day of the week was that? I don't, how the fuck would I know? <laughs> April, 20, April 25th was a Monday. Okay. Her execution was going to be two days later. Wow. So she literally had her life's, you know, spared two days before her execution so that the, the, the case could be further investigated hmm. because this seems to be truly like a case of like, you're being punished for being poor, you know, and, the, and I'm not even looking for your reaction on it, but I think it's really important to just like talk about it because clearly there's something fucking wrong with our system in that like a mother who just happens to have like the worst life ever <laughs> and the worst luck ever, you know, is being punished for that. Um, but she just like didn't get, even if, even if let's argue that even if she did do it, even if she did push her little girl down the stairs, the, it wasn't investigated well enough. There wasn't any evidence collected mm -hmm. to support that theory, to support that story. Yeah. Right. And that like every single person who is convicted of a violent crime should have like the police should do their due diligence in making those kinds of cases airtight. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't, like, this is supposed to be a country of guilt, or guilt, oh, here I go, innocent until proven guilty, mm -hmm. and it's really, it, to me, it's starting to come off as, like, just guilty because you're poor. Proven poor. <laughs> proven poor, not nouveau poor, proven poor. How the fuck do you survive on tw with 12 kids financially? I know, that was really one of my first thoughts when I was watching you don't you don't what do you mean you you don't apparently like like so I watched a documentary um about her case and all of her kids were sent into foster care or to family oh, members okay. all over the place oh okay um after no, no no they were all with her at that time like before the before the crime Jesus or not before her, Mariah's death that crime but before Mariah's death, they were all with her. And they all talked about, like, yeah, like, was she the best mom? No. Did she have a drug problem? Yes. But did she love us? Yes, absolutely. She loved us. Mm -hmm. You know? And it just sucks. It just sucks that, you know, st shit like this happens every day. But, like I said, the reason I wanted to talk about her case was because how incredible it was that her execution was given like a stay or whatever um, so that it can be further investigated which I think is cool because it means that hopefully more will come out because even since 2007 when this occurred technology has gotten light years better right yeah. so maybe there's some DNA or maybe there's some you know I don't know some kind of other you know, witnesses that they could re-interview or interview or whatever and see what they can find. I don't know. But, um... So what was the res resolution of all this? Found not guilty? She no, it's not that she was... In no, it's that her execution was halted by the Texas Court of Appeals, which okay. never fucking happens in Texas. In Texas, if you get convicted and you're going to go on death, Senate, on death row, you're fucking going, man. And the fact that she was the very first... Hispanic woman to be woman to be on death row, hmm. and um, and her execution got a stay, which is incredible, um, and I think that in and of itself is just interesting. So she's still in prison. She's definitely still in prison. She's yeah. probably going to. My guess is, is that, you know, um, the media has a lot of power nowadays. Yeah. 
Um, 15 years, huh? Yeah, but she's been in prison for 15 years for a crime that I'm pretty damn sure she did not commit. Like, all of her kids, all of her kids, when interviewed, were like, she wasn't violent. Like, did we get spankings? Yeah, sure. Like, most of the kids in the 90s, we got spankings. You know, it... But they were like, but no, she wasn't like an angry mother or like a violent mom. Like she spanked us when we acted out or whenever we were, you know, whatever. But she wasn't like an angry, violent woman. Yeah. She would never push her two-year-old downstairs. There's no evidence to support that. Um, And that's, that's my whole point in talking about it is that there should be evidence to if you're going to be sent to death by the state there better be there there better be all buku amounts of evidence what kind of fucking jury is just like yep killer <laughs> death penalty well do you want to hear my opinion what i mean i think they saw a poor brown woman and who with i think they saw a poor brown woman probably living off of government support mm. who had 12 children and was pregnant with two more and they were just like, ew, gross. This woman is like the underbelly of society. I'm serious. I'm, yeah. I guarantee that's what got her convicted, that she was poor, that she had so many children by different fathers. She was brown. Mm-hmm. And that's what got her convicted. It's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, she was probably thinking like, oh, there's 12 of them. What's what, you know, what's a big, the big deal if I get rid of one? I mean, I guarantee that's what the jury fucking thinks. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would be very interested to know the, the demographic makeup of the jury that convicted her. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, especially when you're talking about death penalty cases, they have to be unanimous. Mm-hmm. You can't have one person, you know, be like, eh, I don't know. It has to be all of them. Wow. Convinced. And... You know, which brings me to... Here we go. Which brings me to what I want to talk about on our next case. Because there's a very big difference in the next case. Oh, my. Oh. Can talk about that show? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay, I have to do it. Because on our next podcast, I want to talk about Candy Montgomery. I know I'm just like following TV shows right now, but you know, I'm on maternity leave, so I can't read. (laughs) My eyes don't let me read. I can just watch the TVs. But on the next episode, I want to talk about Candace Montgomery. And because there's two, actually, there's actually two TV shows about her. But the one that I just watched was uh, the show called Candy on Hulu, produced and starred Jessica Biel. Which you will actually be excited to know that guess who else was in the TV show? JT. Uh, her husband, her husband, JT, Justin Timberlake. He played a detective. Oh my god! <laughs> as soon as he showed up, I was like, "Yes." <laughs> oh, that's he did a good job. Well, yeah, he's a good actor. He was in a uh, Social Network. Yeah, but that movie, that movie was dumb. I'm sorry, that movie's not very good, in my opinion. Yeah, but he did he did a good job in that. He can movie. act. He, he can, can act. act. Yeah. You're like he also starred in Lonely Island. What? Mother Lover. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on SNL, yeah. he's he has had many a role on yeah. SNL. But yeah, no, that's what the case I want to talk about next time. Okay. Because it took place in Wiley, Texas, in mm-hmm. 1980, mm-hmm. and it is very interesting. And technically, we'll never know what really happened. Oh shit. It's so interesting, and it doesn't turn out the way you would. It doesn't turn out the way twenty twenty two would expect it would. That's what I'll say. Okay, that's okay. an interesting way to put it. Okay, if I were to present this case, this exact same case in twenty twenty two, very different result. Okay, very different result. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what game are we going to talk about next time, Billy Bear? <sighs> I don't know. Walter Cross, I pretty much get to. I really want to do Nightfall, but I don't have any. I don't have stuff for that yet. Um, maybe Era of Kingdoms. We could play a game of Era of Kingdoms. Dust that bad. So we just don't know. Off. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, guys, we're still on maternity leave, so yeah. just hang on, hang on to your your butts. <sighs> cool.
Yeah. Gosh. Hey, I like how we say guys. Hey guys. Hey Nobody, guy. Nobody's listening to yeah, this. Hey, hey Jeff. It's literally it's literally me and you listening to this in our cars. Yeah, and Jeff. And Jeff Four. He listens to it on the way to work. Oh well, yeah. we have one fan, so that's that's what really matters. Hey, fan. All right. Well, that so, is episode. I think it's episode six. of season two. <laughs> it's episode six. 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 Season, season two. Yes. Of. Bored to, to death. death. See you next time. Oh,